0: I Welcome to another edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast. Today, we focus on the New York Mets offseason, and I have two very, very special guests joining me. Let me start with a guy who's joined me multiple times on the podcast, and now he's a part of the family. When we did Met Podcast before, it was almost dirty. It was almost like each of us were cheating on somebody because he was a part of WOR. Now he's a part of the fan intercom family and that is Sal Licata. So Sal, good to see you as a family member.
1: It G- gives me goosebumps. That it is great to be back with the fan family. It's a, I did, by the way, it's my first time in the Mike Francesa Studio, so this is great. Thanks for having I me. I was
0: going to ask you that. We're recording this from the Mike Francesa Studio at the WFN Studios, and this is your first time doing this. Well, this is, I feel very since since I feel re, special since
1: they renamed it. Remember, oh, I was here before when we right. first moved to this building. Yeah, and then you know what happened.
0: Does it feel different with the plaque up that says Mike Francesa Studio? It does feel a little
1: different. I mean, this is the, now. I've heard he hasn't <laughs> come here uh, very much. I was hoping to maybe see him today, but we he's not here. We didn't talk about that, Sal. So. Oh, okay.
0: You haven't gotten a memo yet. Somebody said last no, week kidding. I
1: was in here, he was here, and I was hoping maybe to see him today, but I want to Mike. thank him for that nice tweet.
0: Yeah, he was very positive with you. That's a good job out Did he,
1: Do we know if he sent that? Can Monzo confirm that? I mean, do you have any idea? Some Two people.
0: Uh, why would we not think Mike tweeted a congratulations I, I, I don't to you via know, Twitter?
1: Somebody at SNY asked me the same thing, and then Damon Amendola, just as I was coming up here, asked me, nah, hey, nah. was Mike really tweeting that?
0: I was. Look, here's why they're, they're they're all crazy. Mike legitimately tweets. I mean, that's what I've heard. Right, Monzo? Monzo, you oh, are you talking on a microphone? Yeah, share. we're on. We're recording. No, he, uh, he did tweet it because he texted me at 2.18 in the morning <laughs> to retweet it for him. Oh, <laughs> all right, thank you. That's yeah. great. So there you
1: go. Confirmed. Thank how, you, Monzo. Appreciate I that. I love how
0: Mike calls or texts Monzo at 3 in the morning. Ah, right, can you retweet this for me? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please retweet this. Mickey Coway doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, can you retweet that? You can just imagine that now. Now, here is my other guest. This is a very special guy because... If you've listened to the Midday Show with Joe and I, you've heard us talk about this guy. And I'll give him a nice buildup with two things. Number one, he is the friend of mine who suggested long before it happened that the Mets and the Pirates make sense on a John Neese for Neil Walker trade. I brought it up to John Heyman. I cited my friend's idea. Heyman said it'll never happen. And it happened. And so this is the guy who came up with that trade idea. And you also may know him because he's in the Fantasy Baseball League, and Joe loves the team name, and that is simply Adam Eaton, and then it continues, but we're a family show, so I'm not going to say it even on a podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on air, the man who made the trade, Adam Eaton, and uh, can I say your real name at least? Sure, go ahead. Ryan McGee. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank today. you
2: for having me. It's, uh brings me back to, what is it, 8th grade, ninth grade? Uh, when he's... <laughs> In high school, having uh, probably similar debates to what we're about to have. Now, here's what
0: you got to do, all right, because it's your first time on the radio. It's a big test for you. You need to talk louder, and you need to talk into the microphone directly,
2: okay? Okay. Very good. All right. We're we're getting there.
0: All right. It is very true. We used to go out for lunch at Lawrence High School. That's when they used to let the kids go out for lunch, and we would break down the Mets while eating spicy chicken sandwiches at Wendy's. Very, very true. So this is like bringing back memories.
1: I, I'm not surprised by any of that, by the way. I <laughs> no, don't think anybody it, Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> None of that is a yeah. surprise. <laughs> I want to start off here, and I'm going to start off with you, Adam Eaton. I'm going to call you Adam Eaton for this, just to get your feet wet in talking on a podcast, and then we'll get to the details. Brody Van Wagenen, number one, do you like the hire? Number two,
2: are you confident that this was the right move to make? Go ahead. I Actually, I'm on the side of liking the hire. You know, it's outside the box, what the Mets probably traditionally have, have done. And the hope for me is that he talks to the analytic department, he talks scouting and all the stuff, that they make those changes, and it brings maybe the outside box thinking to other areas of the franchise that, in my opinion, have lacked Did you the like, last couple years. Did you like it, Sam?
1: I, I, I do like it because I like his attitude. I think that, look, you get to a certain point, right? Anybody can sit there and say, oh, yeah, we need good ballplayers. We need Machado. We need Ria Muto. Whatever. I, I think that that's you get to a certain level and understand that people know how to put good teams together. But I like the intangibles as a GM to try to change the negative culture in the organization. That is something that has happened with that team, or at least from the outside, felt like has been happening with that team for a long time, and I don't think he's going to stand for that. So that alone, forget about his baseball beliefs and Tebow, and I'm sure we'll get to all those you know, specific things. The hire of a positive person who's confident and ready to change the culture into winners, consistent winners, that intrigued me with, with this
0: hire. The thing that intrigued me the most about him is unlocking the vault of Pond's spending. And when you look at Doug Melvin, who's just an old, established, been around GM, and you look at the kid in Tampa Bay who's used to running or being a part of a small market operation, I didn't think the potential was there. With an agent whose job was to manipulate owners and GMs into giving them more money, you would think he's got the ability to talk to Jeff Wilpon in a room and say, Jeff, Here's why we need to sign, and I'll use Machado as an example. You may not want to sign him, that's fine, but a guy like that. And use more than just stats, but say, this is the revenue he's going to bring in. Because that's what he did with Cespedes. When he sold the Mets on that horrendous second Cespedes contract, he sold them on that aspect. And so all the other questions which are definitely there with Brody and what he's going to do as GM, that was the thing that intrigued me the most. Now the question is, is that going to happen? I mean, as we sit here talking about them at offseason, the biggest thing we're all going to come back to when talking about them is well, how much are they willing to spend? Because if there's no cap on their spending, then we'd say, we'd name Son everybody. Son Bryce Harper, Son Manny Machado, Son this guy, on everybody.
1: Well, right, but I don't know if Ryan agrees on this or not. I, I don't think it's just about that. It's not about spending. It's about constructing a team properly, which is also something they haven't done. I don't think there should be restrictions at times with the salary cap or, or, or the payroll. Self-imposed Yeah, well, Right, yeah. with the payroll, there should not be restrictions at times, depending on the right player. We've talked about if there's ever a time to spend, right, you're going to go invest, and maybe that's changed, but you would invest on a guy like Machado. Whatever the case may be, that's not it to me. That's not the be-all, end-all. You can win without going nuts and spending the way the Red Sox or Yankees do, usually.
2: Sal, I'm on the same page with you. Uh, you look at teams across baseball that the Rays, the A's, for example, that don't spend money, but somehow moves they make pan out. They construct good rosters, and they compete. They don't maybe win championships. They make the playoffs. They compete for the division. I think if we could get that on a yearly basis, I think us as Met fans would, would take that.
0: You guys are right, but you're also wrong. I mean, you're obviously right that it's not all money, and you can build a team. I mean, the Oakland A's proved it this past year. The Minnesota Twins have proved it at times. There's so many examples of it. You don't need to outspend everybody. But when you are in New York, it helps, and it helps construct a team. You definitely need a better process, and you need more money spent on analytics, and you need a philosophy. One of my biggest problems with Sandy is— you should build your team around your strength with just pitching, which means I'd put a premium on defense. Mm. He never did that. So I don't think you're wrong with what you're saying, and I don't want to act like the end-all be-all is spending. It's not. But it's a nice aspect to have, especially when you've got a lot of holes, which the Mets have. Because one of the ways you can fill those holes on a short-term basis and a long-term basis is by spending.
1: They need a combination, though. And I think, look, for years I always said the Yankees' greatest advantage with spending – was that they could eat up their mistakes better than anybody else could. Yes. If the 100%. Mets miss on one, they're screwed. That's it. So even you look at David Wright or Cespedes goes down, that's it. I mean, that's the majority of their payroll. They can't compete without Cespedes being out there every day because that's where they spend money. That's why they have to spend You just Yan- answered it. Well, if it's the Yankees, that go out there and acquire somebody else. So, yes, at certain times, I don't think – and look, the Mets did spend in the offseason last year. It was just on – was on. It was on quantity instead of quality. I mean, they spent on garbage. So you get what you pay for. This year – maybe that's not going to be the case. I mean, if you just deciding where you want to put your money into, but the biggest move, again, we'll get into specifics. I'm assuming later, biggest move. I want them to make this year has nothing to do with finances. It has to do with getting real Muto. That to me would be the home run as opposed to getting Harper or Machado. That that's, and that's what I mean about not just spending.
0: Well, I want to get to that. And I was going to start with that number one guy to target because it's easy to say Manny Machado because Manny Machado is a tremendous baseball player. I understand the issues with the hustling and whatnot Why Manny's appealing is you don't have to give anything up. You just simply sign him. He's on your team. You make it work. JT Real on many, many levels. If the Mets were able to pull off the deal to get him here would be a move that would take, it would ease my thought on the rest of the offseason. If you could add a catcher who's 27 years old, who's only getting better. Like last year was even better than the year before that. And I don't know when it's going to stop with him because he is only 27. If you can get him, I'm all in.
2: But do the Mets have enough to get him? I think they do, but what? is it the smart baseball move to give up all that? Is where well, it depends my, who with the, exactly. Depends who do you with, think it would be then? I, I think the conversation is going to either start with Rosario or Syndergaard. I, I would, I would think. Do they want Syndergaard though? <sighs> I mean, because
1: because what does he get? A couple more years left of oh, yeah. control.
2: Three, I think. Right? All
1: right, so is it two or three?
2: I think it's three.
1: Okay, so would that be appealing to them?
2: I'm not making that trade.
1: I probably won't either because I think you could get him without that.
0: Well, here's what I would do when it comes to that because their farm system is not deep enough, right? The Mets can't simply do what the Yankees could potentially do and a few other teams could do. The Braves could do. The Braves are interested in J.T. Realmuto. That scares the crap out of me because they have the system to get it done is they got to get creative. And I've mentioned this idea on the air, and I'm not sure if they could pull it off or even if you guys are willing to pull it off. And that's shopping Zach Wheeler to a team like Milwaukee, a team that's trying to win a team that sees Wheeler as, hey, this guy could be my ace for a year, we could win a championship, and using the pieces in a deal like that, along with maybe another prospect or two from the Mets, to make a Real Muto deal happen. I am much more willing to trade Zach Wheeler than I am Noah
2: Syndergaard or Jacob DeGrom. Uh, 100%. You know, I'm With trading Wheeler, I mean, just we'll get to it, I'm sure, eventually, Real Muto is not who I would target. I have another catcher that, or two catchers, actually, I would be pleased and probably could get cheaper. But if well, you're saying Wheeler to the Brewers for... Three prospects, and then maybe you add a, a prospect from the Mets system in. Those prospects from the Brewers were never really technically in the Mets system, right. so I think giving them up is no sweat off your back. You know, it's, it's, no cre- it's deal. being creative. It's, it's basically very being very creative. If you could pull something off like that, I, I depend on who the prospect from the Mets side is going going to be. You know, I I'd be on board for that.
1: Well, look, here is the thing. First of all, there are many ways to construct the team. I think we all agree that you need a catcher. Now, for me, I would go all in on Real Muto because guys like that. Never become available ever. But what does many, all in
0: mean though? Like who you want to give up? Well, you give well, up I don't
1: think I don't think you have to give okay, up Okay, But
0: who are you giving up?
1: I would give up Nimo if I had to. I would give up Rosario. I mean, you could oh, give wow. up. Oh wow! Yeah, you could. I would build a package around Rosario. That's what well, I would do. And then I would look to go out there, and then it a step further, but sign Jose Iglesias to play shortstop. I love Ray Ordonez. I want a defensive guy. (laughs) And if you're adding Real Muto, that type of player, you can lose a little bit. Plus, I'm not sold that Rosario is going to be that guy. But there's multiple ways to do it. I don't think, though, trading Syndergaard for Real Muto makes the most sense because now you're taking away. You you have to build around DeGrom, Syndergaard, one-two punch. Everything else to me falls in place around that.
0: I don't know what Rosario is going to be, and it's a big gamble. Would you give him up? I don't think – not for Real Muto? I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about how good he can be. Because.
1: Would you give up Nemo?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and give up Nemo. are going to give Nemo plus. Of okay. course, but what's the plus? Would
0: you, Ryan, give up Nemo on uh, that?
2: Definitely. Because I know a lot of Met fans, you know. I don't love. think Nemo is going to be a headliner. No. I think no. Nemo's a throw in it in and that, that kind of deal. And
0: that kind of sucks because when teams look to trade for players like a Real Muto, a guy that, you know, a, a team is dumping, essentially, you're usually not giving up guys off your major league roster. I mean, I remember the Johan debate. I remember talking to Mike about this. Mike's like, okay, will you trade Reyes for Johan? And my answer was exactly what you're saying now. I said, it's irrelevant. I, w- I don't have to. Right. I don't have to trade Jose Reyes for Johan Santana. I'm going to trade prospects. And that's exactly what ended up happening. The Mets traded prospects for Johan Santana. I don't want to have to hurt a major league roster. That's already not that good to begin with. To help myself out in another aspect, which just creates another hole. It sucks that their system isn't good enough where I can't simply say to the Marlins, pick three prospect, let's make a deal. Well, you might you might be. I don't think you
1: with Who? No, you'd have to give up at least. Well, that's why I say Nimmo, again, is one of the major league guys that they would want. Uh, they, look, they do have some young. Peter Rosso? I would give up Alonzo. Yeah. Okay. Justin Dunn,
0: Dunn. Jimenez, right. Justin, the young Mene- shortstop. Right,
1: exactly. So that's why I'd rather probably give up Rosario and hope that Jimenez is going to be better moving forward. Um, but any of those, I, I think they have what it takes. It becomes then a matter of are you willing to give up those guys to get Real Muto? I, I think I would.
0: Would you? And I don't think the Marlins are doing this. I'm just kind of throwing out there.
2: Would you be willing to move Conforto in a package for Real Muto? I'll start with you, Adamine. <laughs> I mean, no. I, you know, I think we've seen Conforto put a pretty good year together, then obviously his the shoulder happened, and I think the you got to kind of buy, in, at least I am buying in a little bit from the second half of last season, that now one, you know, what is it, 12, six, 16 months removed from the shoulder surgery, that this upcoming season, hopefully he's going to once again put it all together.
0: Um, I wouldn't either. Would you trade
2: Rosario? By the way, you never answered that. You would So you're not willing to give up really anything. You're not, not getting away. Real. Muto. I, I told you I don't want yeah. Real Muto. You don't say you don't want. Well, I want. Him, that's stupid. Basically, I would want him for basically how the Yankees got stand. Oh, okay. That well, everyone that's else not falls happening. out, and it just by process elimination, right. the Mets are still left standing. He's in building
1: there. his team differently. Rather hold on to okay. that. I would rather go out there and get Real Muto, but. I can't give up Conforto. Well, the, uh, I, I, can't,
2: I can't do it. Uh, Rio a he's going to need a new contract also in a Eventually year or two. he is, Yeah. So now you're talking about 27 years old now. You're going to pay a catcher at 29, 30 years old, what, assuming four or five years and a lot of money oh, if you're he, gonna have, he's on pay. this trend. Yeah. So now you're giving up prospects and have to be willing to spend the money in two years. That's why, and I'm not saying it's getting it done. That's why the guy from the top I'm intrigued
0: by is Wheeler because Zach Wheeler is somebody you have to decide on. Um, either you're going to trade him during this offseason you're going to trade him before the deadline, which means you weren't having a good year. You're going to re-sign him, which means you're going to pay him a lot of money because if he continues what he just did, this dude's going to get a hundred. He may get a hundred million dollars, Zach Wheeler, or you're going to let him go for nothing. And that's why one of the first things I'm doing if I'm Brody is I'm shopping him. I'm shopping him everywhere. It doesn't mean I'm trading him. I want to know what his value is. If his value isn't a lot and I'm not getting what I'm dreaming of, then I'll hold on to him. I'll take my risk. But I, the reason I start with Wheeler is that. Guys like Syndergaard, Nimo, Conforto, Rosario, they have a chance to be here for a while. I've got to decide something on Zach Wheeler. And he's coming off a brilliant three-month run. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. The only reason why his value would never be higher or
1: is not as high as it possibly could be is because he only got one year left. That's for great, yeah. If he had more control, it would be, I mean,
0: through the roof right now. I would, l- the Brewers jump out of me only because I'm looking for a team that needs to win right now. Their window is closing, so it's usually not a big market They team. wanted them before. They did. And that's what they need. Their ace was Jolice Chasin. Yeah, they need him. They need him.
2: Would you be open to dealing Wheeler, Adam? I, I would be. I can't call you just Adam. Adam. <laughs> that's not your name. I would be for all the reasons you're saying. That, okay. You know, they're going to have to pay the Grom. Right? That's, I think that's going to be oh, a pressing better. issue. <laughs> so how much are they willing to literally invest in the rotation, like you mentioned before, while still having to fill other holes?
1: The problem is if you don't get back a top, you know, level prospect that you could maybe then swing for Real Muto or just use in future deals or or, or to, to impact your team now. Problem is why are you then giving him away? So it's got to be worth it because you're not just going to throw Wheeler away for whatever his value was at this past deadline. Clearly, they didn't think that that was warranted, whatever they were getting back, which they were right because look at what he did. He only got better as the season went on. So it's got to be worth it, right, to make that move. And then you need to make the next move from there. I think it's not just one you know you're not just trading Wheeler just because right. he's got one year left no
0: i think you've got to take into account that The odds are very low the Mets are going to re-sign Zach Wheeler. I mean, let's be honest about it. But they're
1: trying to win now. I get that. So is it more valuable to have Wheeler, who's a legit three at the very least, or at least pitched like that? He pitched better than a legit three. Is it more valuable to have him on the 2019 team or the piece that could help you get somebody else on this team or moving
0: forward? It's, It's a tough one because I still don't know what Zach Wheeler is. The guy was great last year. I mean, every start he made, I started to believe more and more and more, but I think the jury's still out. Now, what... Your number one target is JT Ramuda. Yeah, That's how you
2: start the offseason. Yeah. Who do you want to have catch, then, if you don't want JT Ramudo? I have two guys, and obviously there's a 1A and a 1B. Let me hear this For so a 1A. <laughs> I'm not excited <laughs> about I, I'm, this. I'm, if I'm Brody, I'm calling the Royals tomorrow. about Salvador? Perez, 28 years old, okay. one year older than Ramuda. That's pretty good. On that actually... contract for three years at $11.5 million, I think. So a reasonable yeah. contract. So now, at the end of his contract, he's 31 where now, if he's no good anymore, or you see him breaking down, wash your hands, walk away. It's while Riamuto, Muto, hmm. you have to at that point give a contract at that same age. Yeah. So I- I'd rather go in, have my money invested, see what I got for two, three years, and then make a decision. You know, if I want to keep him at thirty-one, not have to commit to him at thirty-one.
1: I'll tell you, I like that option. Not as good as Real Muto, obviously, but I like that better than anything else. I think he that walked- would
2: be a good fallback. He walked in and commands immediate yeah, he's, a he does. He's, a he's a winner he's Coach a winner he's a player gold I glover mean, right that's exactly what you want those guys aren't
1: out there now he is older and always banged up
0: he doesn't walk a lot which would tick off sandy alderson i don't know about brody i don't know what he thinks about on base percentage he may not give a damn i have no idea but from a catcher to get 20 home runs a year 25 home runs a year to get that kind of production right-handed bat the defense the leadership. I'd love it. And you would think that the Royals would be open to making a deal like that only because they're clearly rebuilding. Well, yeah.
1: What's their use for them, other than nostalgia at this point? Helping yep.
2: young players. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so that's it. I think I think of the Mets, once again, the creatives, I think the, the key word this offseason, I have down here, build a package around Mets. I like it. To uh, Kansas City. To Kansas City. Matt, to maybe Don Smith and another lower prospect. You're
1: not going to have to give up much to get him. You're taking on the money. Right? Oh, I
2: disagree. I mean, you
0: th- well, yeah, like because what? the money isn't that much. He's only making like $11 yeah, million dollars a year. he's an aging catcher. He's I mean, 28. He's not. He's aging in that he's, look. He's not coming off. He's been off around with, for, for a while. He's in, he has.
1: He's not in great physical condition. Yeah. <laughs> he looks older than what he is.
0: Son of a bitch won the World Series MVP that I year. I believe you know that, right? I know.
1: I love him. I love his name, too. I always like, you know, Sal Salvi, whatever. So I, I always, <laughs> Always like that. I
0: also sold Salvador Perez in fantasy to Adam Eaton right so before the deadline. That's
2: didn't even, produce, even more of a reason. He produced for you a little he, bit. He produced. The he pie, it pie wife fell in love with him.
0: <laughs> and, I love the bias. We all have it to a degree. <laughs> no, that's actually a pretty good idea. I'm intrigued by Salvador Perez. I, I'm not willing to give up as much for Salvador as I am Real Muto because like, I still think the bar is higher. Listen, but you, I think you Matt, said
2: that. I think Matt's. You know, yeah, it's a name wise, it holds a lot of weight. But you look at his track record. I think. His value coming off, I think he made 30 starts this year, 30, 31 starts. Can he he repeat that? That's always been the question. Here's the question about this.
0: Okay, if they trade Mats, whether it's for Salvador Perez or anybody, it goes back to Wheeler, and now I'm starting to think, boy, I really do have to keep Zach Wheeler. Because a part of moving Wheeler is that, hey, you still have Mats. Maybe he's going to put it all together. I think if you trade Mats in a separate deal – I think we have to look at the Zach Wheeler situation very differently. I think now you got to consider paying him.
1: But the problem is both those guys, do you trust them? Can you finally say, What's going to make it different than in years past? when you said, okay, well, maybe this is the year that Mats gets it going. Maybe this is the year that Wheeler kicks it in. You saw what Wheeler did last year. Do you think he's going to do it again next year? Do you think that Mats is going to make thirty starts next year? I think the easy thing to say would be bet against. No, it's not going to happen. So I, I loved Mats. I thought he would always be that lefty compliment to Syndergaard, Degrom at the top of that rotation. He just hasn't been that. No, he hasn't. Do you? So he, do you? You're going to rely on that again? I'd rather get somebody in who, who's more trustworthy than either of you, those two.
0: Do you trust Nadia
1: Evaldi? Uh, I do. I'm, what? Sold. I'm I, sold. I
2: wouldn't.
0: But that you're sold. contradicting yourself. When is Nate Evaldi proven, hey, I can rely on him to make 32 starts? When stars. you
1: do what he did in the postseason and dominate the way that what he did. What
0: does that mean? Jarrett Wright dominated in the postseason.
1: Yeah, it's different. Evaldi always had the expectations, came back after the injury, finally put it together. I think maybe you could put him in the same mold as Wheeler. I'm fine with that. Not Matts. Matz is not pitched to that level. No, yet. no.
0: I'm not saying he's pitched to that level. Here's my point. The reason I brought up Nadia Evaldi is that if you're basically saying, I don't really trust Matts, I don't really trust Wheeler, I trust DeGrom and Syndergaard, you still have a rotation you've got to fill out yeah. every single year. Nadia Evaldi is about to get paid uh, on I, a
2: high level. I think he'll set a pretty good market for what you could expect for Wheeler. Oh, yeah. So, Mets get a good glimpse of what it might cost I to keep Wheeler. I
0: think so. Because... When you really think about it, and what he did in the playoffs was outstanding. I'm not dismissing it. Has Nadia Ivaldi ever done in the regular season what Zach Wheeler just even did? Like, I'm looking at his numbers right now. Nadia Ivaldi has had one season in his entire career where he made 30 starts. And that year was with the Marlins, and he had a four-and-a-half ERA. What kind of deal do you think he gets? Well, I think he's going to get four years, and I think he's going to get $20 million a year. Four years, $80 million. About, Cole Hamels just got twenty million dollars for one year. I know it's a little bit different of a situation, but he's going to get paid.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he's twenty nine. I don't know if I trust old. him to the tune of twenty million a year. But
0: you're creating a hole. I know. If you say Mattson, and Wheeler. I don't trust, but Move there may on. be a you hole anyway trust. with Matt. if
1: Matts. If Mats, if you rely on Mats and say, okay, get a pencil in as the fourth or fifth, there's going to be a hole anyway in all
2: likelihood. I, I would trade Mattson in a deal for Salvador Perez. You, you—that's a good that, one. Mattson, Matson, like I said. Dom Smith. If you believe in Alonzo, Dom Smith is no Well, I to have no problem with Tom Smith being the, traded. the well, Royals.
1: I mean, I the mean, Royals.
2: 20, tw- that. What's Tom Smith? 23 once was a highly regarded first-base project. He's a throw-in now. And that he, sucks. That, that's all he is. He's, he's throwing a throw-in. Throw-in for all-star catcher, World no, Series no, no, MVP. No, But I don't think he's the crux of the deal. No, I think Matt still has three years of control left. He's got to be appealing where the Royals can either pay him in two years or they can now flip him if he turns out to be what would uh, you trade. Steven Matz, and Brandon Nimmo for Salvador Perez. Ah. I, sign me up. Wow, you yeah. would do that, uh, huh? I, I, we have enough much. outfielders. I think the roster is poorly constructed where we don't need Nimmo. as a player, and I love his hustle. And I love the way he plays. Where is he playing? What spot is there right now? Who's moving? Uh, Cespedes
0: a... is not walking through that
2: door, pal. Okay, but you have Fordo Jay... and Bruce. Well, I, now you got three
0: left-handed hitting outfielders? I have an idea with Jay Bruce, and I, I hate this because I hate trading guys when their value is down. But I'm looking – we all agree reconstructing this bullpen is a big deal, okay? It's a very big deal. They got to do it. I think you're going to do it with a couple of things. You're going to sign a free agent or two. You're going to maybe rely on one of the many young arms that they've acquired over the last two years. And obviously, Gizelman and Lugo. And one of the things I would do is I would take Jay Bruce or Todd Frazier, one of them. I'd go to a team. I'm not sure who the guy is yet. I've been trying to figure it out. Who just signed a reliever last year or the year before, to a lousy contract. And I would bank on, let me take Frazier or Bruce, you take his contract, I'll take the reliever's contract, and I'm going to bet that this reliever can give me a good year because relievers are so up and down. Therefore, I get rid of Bruce or Frazier, and I bring in another relief arm
2: that maybe helps me win. I don't know who the guy is. I've been trying to figure it out. Well, I mean, I obviously have the deal with Perez. and I had a secondary trade. Does it involve too. this? It involved Frazier. And the team, and okay. to fill a hole, obviously, Mattress created. Yeah. Bank it on our cross-down rivals, the Yankees. Sonny Gray? Trading, Sonny Gray. They trade Get and the for Are
1: you insane?
2: Six million dollars.
1: stinks in New York. right? Come on. I'm,
2: I'm taking it for one year. Sal? So, there's another fly. Here. I'm in. I'm doing it. Yeah,
1: are you nuts? No, to I'll both tell, of you your... what, tell you why. Let me tell you The Yankees get rid of Andahar for
2: other needs. Sonny Gray. <laughs> they love Frazier. Frazier loves the Yankees. Anywhere
1: but the Mets for Sonny no, Gray. No,
0: no, no. You're, you're wrong. I'll tell you why you're wrong. I get the New York thing. Oh, I can't pitch in here. I can't pitch in here. The Mets are very different than the yeah, Yankees. Yeah, pitching in New York and pitching for the Yankees are Two totally Completely. different things.
2: He also went to the
0: Yankees with the expectation of being an ace. They gave up three legitimate prospects for him. By the way, you would have to give
1: more than Todd Frazier to well, get that
2: That's first. different from a Yankee well, I think the Yankees are just – if they're training the hard and they're making deals, they're going to be looking just to dump him. I think Catherine wouldn't be so open saying – we have to trade this guy and then demand it a lot.
0: Well, I just heard from Yankee fans on there because I didn't like them bringing back Gardner and CeCe. And all I heard from some Yankee fans and even Joe as well, they brought them back for their leadership. If they really value leadership, go take Todd Frazier. Right. I think it's a perfect fit for Frazier. Two
1: roster spots wasted on but, leadership.
0: But hold on. Yeah, and I agree. That was a mistake. But let me get to this great thing because you're not you're not seeing the whole picture. So. All right. So, number oh, yeah, one.
1: Painted for me. I'm, pa- yeah. I'm painting. I'm like
0: Picasso <laughs> over here. I'll tell you one thing about Adam Eaton. He comes to the table with trades. Like Good it. ones. Yeah. Neil Walker for John Neese, nice, even though let's not have a party over it. You know what? It worked. It happened. All right, so Sonny Gray gets traded to the Yankees. They gave up three big prospects. Caprillion, Dustin fact, Fow- We know the deal, all right? High expectations. Playoff team. Sonny's our ace. Young guy, under control. Huge hype for him. That's number one. He'll come to the Mets for Todd Frazier in a salary dump where he's the fourth or fifth starter with zero expectations because guys like you think he sucks. That's number no, one. No, he does suck. He sucked for the Yankees. And why? How is he going to win with a, the Mets? Jacob
1: Degrom couldn't come. win with the Mets. Sonny Gray's going to oh get my,
0: wins. That has no, stop with the wins. That has
2: to do with offense. That we'll get to that. That's I want to
1: see winning ball games. Sonny Gray couldn't get through five innings against the Orioles almost okay. nights. But
2: if I, you're flipping Mats for Sonny Gray, and you're replacing Mats with Gray. I, I don't think. You,
1: again, let's get realistic though. What are they going to have to give to get him? Frazier plus what?
0: What? You know, I think it's Frazier. Don't think Sonny Gray to anybody. Cash no, they're
1: not. They're going to want young. They're going to want young players. I don't know what they the prospects at, at the very. You least.
0: think teams outside of New York
2: value Gray in that way, where well, they're getting something like that? I think that Gray's is his last year of control. Uh yeah, I think he's a free agent. So at the it's end a of the wash. Day. I think I just read that he's projected to make six point five in yeah. arbitration. What's Frazier? at eleven or ten? Yeah, I would. So I, I, salaries match up. Look, I, this isn't a
0: Yankee podcast. I don't know what the Yankees are thinking in regards to that. I will say that I am not opposed. To bringing in Sonny Gray, I'm really not. Right, is he in- worse than Jason Vargas? Uh,
1: uh, I, no, no. J- Jason Vargas is the worst pitcher I mean I've ever okay. seen. Although he did re you know he did stabilize at the end of the year. I don't like him, but at least you could pencil him in for a fifth starter. On a decent team, he could be a fifth starter. Well, let me ask you two things real quick. Yes. One, what seriously, what value do you think Todd Frazier possibly has? The, forget the, Sonny Gray.
0: Forget Sonny Gray. The point I made about Frazier and Bruce is that they don't have value and that I would have to take back an equal contract of a disappointment. Well,
1: how about, and then that led me to the next thing, and I think this was brought up by Sherman of the Post Go ahead. months ago. in The, the Rock, Ryan Shaw, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, that would be a good one, A, because Mickey Calloway familiarity with Cleveland. And, right. to your point, I love that. Guys in the bullpen off the down years looking for a bounce back, if fully healthy. So that's the deal. You're taking on the money. The money's a wash. You give them an offensive player, and you so take I, a chance.
2: Colorado's taking Frazier to be a bench player? Or, or Bruce. Or, One of or, of the two. or Bruce. Okay. I,
0: I think Todd, Jay Bruce misfits the Mets more than Todd Frazier does because Todd Frazier is their third baseman. And unless they're signing Manny Machado or they're doing something different, he's going to be their third baseman. They don't – who's their third baseman if they trade Todd Frazier? I mean, they'd have to replace him. They have to go get somebody. Murphy. You know? Okay, that's different. That's replacing him. And yeah, yes, right. that's fine. I think Daniel Murphy in the right situation is, is, is decent. I think he fits better in the American League. I think it makes sense for agreed. the Yankees. Oh,
1: perfect sense. Yeah, agree.
0: But yeah, but you the point is you're now creating a hole you have to replace. Right. Or you can depend on Frazier bouncing back. Which Bruce, he might.
1: I mean, he's, he's been... Un- probably. He was unhealthy this year. I mean, look, he hits 220 anyway, but... The,
0: the difference between Bruce and Frazier is that Frazier has a place. Jay Bruce doesn't have a place. Where's Jay Bruce playing? First base? Right field? They get Where's too many playing? guys
1: at first base, and they get too many guys in the outfield.
0: That's why I'm more likely to trade him than I am Todd Frazier.
1: And he probably has more value, by the way, than even though he has a longer deal. He still has more. Bruce could be a good offensive player. He had a bad year. He was hurt. Yeah,
0: and you put him in Colorado, he'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, that Sherman idea works. It fits what I'm describing. And maybe there's other relievers I'm not even thinking of. Like, well, Juan right. Nicasio, guy like that. Just a relief pitcher because they have to fix their bullpen. And it's not going to be by signing three A relievers. It's also not going to be just relying young guys to contribute. So I think a veteran coming off a bad year that you bring back, I think is one of the guys that you throw at the problem. Because honestly, when you look at this Met team, the bullpen is one of the biggest concerns they have.
1: Yeah. Well. I is know. it not? Well, what trade have you uh, concocted for that? You got Ryan? another one <laughs> have, or are you
2: done? No, that's, well, I have a 1B as for a catcher. But oh, I let think get, let's get to the catcher. Would one, we were on that once for again, a while. our man Frazier for uh, Francisco Cervelli. It's a one-for-one swap. It's a professional catcher to come in. Both expiring contracts. And I think when I Are their contracts
0: look, the same? Let me see. I'm looking up. Savelli's right about
2: ahead. 11.5 or. Uh, Yeah, he's got one more year so making the, about Once again, million another million trade where the Mets, for me, the Mets and Pirates match up.
1: Yeah. Is Cervelli that much better than giving Plueki a chance, though?
0: He's a better player offensively, yeah. He's just been better. He's had a better career.
1: It, but again, Plueki hasn't had a career. I mean, he showed you at we've least seen signs. Him,
0: we've signs he, of what?
1: Is he that? Well, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, is he that? Is Francisco Cervelli.
0: <laughs> Plueki's a 218 hitter. Like, well, what, what, are
1: you, what are you looking uh, at? I, I don't know if I want Francisco Cervelli. That's not the answer for me.
0: The thing is, and we're going to all discover this, there's just not a lot of great catchers in baseball. Well, that's why not. you go all in on Real Muto. I understand that. Uh, Wilson Ramos, you want him?
1: No, probably not. Really?
2: Um, I'm with Sal. Why? Uh, he scares me for whatever reason. It might He's not, not even be, that old. He's a good hitter, man. Might not be warranted, but he, I don't want any part Defensively, of
1: him. Defensively, what's his...
2: You know, defense is tough
0: because I could look and tell you his uh, percentage of throwing out base nah. runners, which is pretty good. It's good, but I think it's one of those things where you really have to you have watch, to watch guy him every, every day. day. Right.
1: So I don't know enough about him defensively, but from what I've seen, I don't, th- you know, you would hear if the guy was a defensive stud. Guy's a hitter, though. I, I mean, I don't, th- this no, team offense, too. Love, but that's why Real Muto's a perfect compliment To Ryan's point, I think Salvador Perez would be great secondary, veteran winner, defense first, and can
0: hit. Of the free agent catchers. Because I get the ideas of trading for Cervelli, Salvador, J.T. Romero, all of that. Of the free agent catchers, well, all you have to give up is money. My number one choice is Wilson Ramos. I'd put him ahead of Yasmani Grandal. Well, I mean, come oh, on. How could Puch you go Grandal. Grandal?
1: He stinks. You can't have a postseason <laughs> like that and get
0: paid. There were a lot of bad catchers in the postseason. I mean, even Martin Maldonado, who's another guy they could sign for defense, even though he didn't look that way in the postseason, everything you hear about him, Maldonado mm. when you watch him, at least during the regular season, he's very good defensively. He had a brutal postseason defensively.
1: Don't you think, though, it all comes back to, and that's why these are tough questions to answer. You know, we do the same thing, whether you're doing it on SNY or you do it here. It's like, okay, well, here's what I would do, but one move then leads to the next. So you could sit there and say, yeah, Maldonado and build a defensive catcher, and that's fine, or even Francisco Cervelli. But if you don't then add offense in other areas, then that doesn't make any sense. Well, signing
0: Manny Machado makes it so that go find sign uh, Martín Maldonado. you
1: You could do anything if that's the case. Agreed. And that's kind of what I feel about Real Muto. Once you lock that in, now I'm okay with McNeil at second. Now I'm okay I agree. if they want to give Alonzo a chance at first base. You could you could get away with – I'm okay with Frazier at third if Real uh, Muto's the catcher.
0: I'll name the free agent catchers very quickly. You tell me you want them, no interest. Because, again, these are guys you don't have to give anything up for. They're just signing them. Uh, Matt Weeters. No. Yeah, no. Uh, Jonathan Lucroy. Intrigued.
1: I th- didn't he get a two year deal? What I thought it was people?
0: a one year deal. I thought
1: he got a two year deal. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I'll on double that.
0: check that. But um,
1: yes, I would be intrigued by him.
0: Well, the one thing about Luke Roy. I wanted him last year. He did nothing offensively. His offensive numbers are putrid. They're as bad as Kevin Plowiecki. But the A's swore by him that the leadership, You know, pitch framing, all the little stuff. Meanwhile,
1: before that, all these articles you read, pitch framing, oh, he's falling off, and Lucroy defensively. It's all crap that's out there with these defensive
0: metrics. No, it's not the metrics. It's watching. That's what it is. It's a. I'm not judging it based on any number. I'm judging it based on. I forget who we had on. Uh, someone from the A's before the wild card game swore by Lucroy. Yeah. Oh, this guy's been so because valuable because he watches. But that's the point. Yeah. It's all about that. Right. And this way, I know you'll say no too. But Brian McCann is available. No thanks.
1: Yeah. I don't mind his leadership. The problem is on an NL team. You can't. You can't sign Brian. Yeah, McCann. I don't know what he has.
0: Um, but we all agree they have to. Would you be if if they came into the season with Plawecki and Tarnow?
2: Are we all hey, no, no, look. Uh,
1: under no circumstance? Can Darno be back? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it's the same old story then. Yeah. They, I think they have to do something.
1: What if they had Machado and then you bring back Polecki and, and uh, Darno
0: Manny Machado and I'll get to him now. Let's just get to him. I think changes everything. I think if you sign Manny Machado offensively, forget it because the bullpen still needs to be you dressed. You want him? Yes. I okay, do. okay. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you why. Number one, he's a great baseball player. Let's just start with the obvious. He's a great baseball player. Number two, he plays the game with an edge, which isn't a bad thing. When he kicked Jesus Aguilar, <laughs> my thought was, and you are like this, Adam Eaton, because Adam Eaton was a tremendous baseball player, still probably is. Great athlete. You know baseball. Aguilar was a klutz. Look at the way he's well, playing first yeah.
2: base. Yeah, he was just standing pretty. His heel was... Towards the middle of the base.
0: Yes! I don't do that. You've seen me play first base. I know what the hell I'm doing. So Manny Machado basically said, hey, schmuck, get off the base. What's wrong with that? I don't mind
1: that as much as the admitting that he's not, you know. uh, Hold on. We'll get to that. That that bothers
2: me more than his actions. All right. We'll get to that in a second. Let's just talk about this edge stuff because I love it. I love the fact he's a dick. I think that, but I think that's. you. Wait, so
1: you could say that, but you can't finish Adam Eaton, you know
2: what? (laughs) Yeah, he used (laughs) the word that only the president's allowed to use. But I think to go to your point. Locker room talk. That's what the Mets have as a franchise really has been missing is a spark of flair, energy, attitude, probably since Reyes was in his prime. Yeah was that flair, that yeah. dramatic. You know, it was, the Mets are, bo- Mets are a boring team to watch. They show no emotion. Forget the product on the field. The players themselves, they look like zombies out there half the time. So you like this? You like yeah, that I, attitude? I, I like, well, I, I love, listen. We'll I love get to, to the, the Machado, in a second, but, but yeah, the attitude you like. Whether it's Machado or somebody else, I think, and that's why I also came to Perez back for the catcher thing, is because he plays with emotion. Mm-hmm. I think emotion's a, a good thing and a contagious thing. With a baseball team, uh, and, and he's really good. Go ahead.
1: I don't. I don't know if I saw that emotion that you guys are talking about watching him in the postseason of all things, the biggest stage. I didn't. I wasn't looking at Machado, seeing a passionate. Baseball player. But forget that.
0: Hold we, on. He did the DX chop shop. The chop yeah, no, with, no. with Puig. Yeah, that's that, not emotion.
1: Mm, that's all he d- told everybody he got see, two words for that. I want to see it through his play, not in his sign language like a wrestler. But, <laughs> look, you know he's a great player. I, I understand that. And I think it would excite the fan base. I think it's a move that would build trust with the fan base. Yes. I think it would be immeasurable. I worry, though, with him being the guy. You know, if he goes to the Yankees, it's not going to be a problem because there's nine billion the guys. Right. On the Mets, The he's going to be carrying the franchise on his back and the expectation is going to be through the roof. But, can a guy who's admittedly not being you know all about hustle and all about that, can he carry that type I of mean, franchise?
2: You guys might know better than me, but he was the guy in Baltimore. And he was. I don't remember too many stories coming out of – like they did this postseason about him. I think that I the, think it was known like he had his altercations with pitchers on other teams and stuff like that, but I don't think it was ever to the level. Probably because the postseason, you know,
0: well, the other magnifies thing is,
2: things, but he the, the comment that
0: bothers everybody says, I'm not Johnny Hustle. If you read the entire interview, and nobody did apparently, because it was reported as that's all he said, right. he also took accountability for not running on the double play and saying, I saw how it looks, it looks bad. I shouldn't do that. So he kind of contradicted he went himself and did the same thing. I know. He's a contradiction. He's a complicated guy. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't want it. Uh, a Rod was complicated. complicated.
1: Exactly. You didn't, exactly. A-Rod. you didn't
0: want A Rod. You didn't want A
1: Rod. I hate A Rod. Uh,
0: but you don't think the Met franchise would have been better off if they signed him in 2000 the way they should have?
1: What, and been dragged through the mud when he got busted. Dragged for PEDs? through the
0: mud. They may have won a World it's, Series. You know, what
1: are you crazy? The Yankees barely won one with him, and that's the Yankees. It's
0: different. We're not the Yankees in ways that are good and bad. Right. We're not the Yankees. The lack of here's the what what the lack of hustle does. And it would happen no matter what with the money he's going to get paid. He's going to be a target immediately. He has a bad opening day. He's going to hear boos. People are going to be tough on him. But look at Yoannis Cespedes. Here's the one thing I'll say about Yoannis Cespedes. When he plays, the Mets win. And they're better. The problem is he isn't on the field. The biggest problem with Yoannis Cespedes is not his attitude. It's not his lack of hustle on a ball in the corner in left field. That's not it. His problem is he doesn't play. I think Manny Machado is so good that if he plays, Met fans will be able to look past the lack of hustle because he'll be the best position player maybe the franchise has ever had. He's got that level, and he's young enough where you can enjoy him maybe for 12 years. Now, let me... Did I win this?
1: No. (laughs) Look, I think more Bobby Bonilla than... uh... Bobby (laughs) Bonilla?! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was, <laughs> you just made me think of that when you said if he doesn't get off to a good start. I don't know if he could handle it. Look, I'm not going to you know, yell and scream about them if they sign Machado that it was a bad move. You'd be ecstatic. i just have my concerns. You'd be ecstatic. I, I'd, I'll say this. I'd rather have Real Muto.
0: Um, no, oh, I can't say that. I'd be Either one of those moves would excite me as a Mets fan. I'd be very, very excited. Obviously, with Real Muto, a lot of it depends on what they give up. Mm-hmm. But... Manny Machado is a, is, is a Hall of Fame talent. Let's not forget that. And by the way, we haven't even brought up where he'd play here. I don't give a damn where he'd play here. <laughs> does uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Play him at shortstop. Move Rosario to third. I don't care. Trade Frazier. the hell
2: does it matter? Right? Well, I mean, Machado doesn't grade out too well as a defensive Listen, shortstop. Listen, Manny gets to decide so, for year one. This, year one, yeah. I think long term, yeah. he would have to be on the, the impression and the agreement that he's eventually going to slide over. Yeah, no, I think so. Well,
1: so. then how about this?
2: <clears throat> trade for Real Muto.
1: You could trade a package around Rosario, uh-huh. and then you sign Machado. And now you now look. I know it sounds unrealistic, and it probably is unrealistic. But you're only really spending on one guy right now. You're spending mega, but you're spending on that, and you're trading Rosario to get Real Muto. And now you have legit two young all stars in their prime of their careers up the middle on this team. I mean, I don't see how they could get much better than that.
0: Yeah, the problem is they're gonna have to pay both of them, and that's why it'll likely well, not eventually. happen. You don't eventually, have to pay Real Udo, right you're close to paying, and then you're gonna pay Degrom. I mean, if if the Mets were different and really Brody can get ownership to open up the vault, uh, then that could happen. Let me go around the diamond real quick on this team. First base, are we all good with Alonzo getting
2: a crack at the job first? I, I, I'm fine with it. it. Depending on the other players, they fill holes with. If names that were mentioned are come into fold for the Mets. And then, then I think Alonzo should get his shot at two weeks after April.
1: Well, right. <laughs> what, what are the, yeah, exactly. What are the other options? I mean, we're talking about Jay Bruce. We're talking about Cespedes if he comes back. talk about Dom Smith, Wilmer Flores. I mean, if those are the options, then I don't see how you can't give Alonzo a legit shot again after the, you know, the clock or whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a stupid thing. I, but you I, agree it doesn't make
0: sense, No, right? it doesn't because you're losing a year of service time. I agree it doesn't make sense. You can't do it. As much as you'd I like guess.
1: to see him on opening day, you're out there at the game, and you want to see right. him, he, it doesn't make sense.
0: I think it's very important for the success of this franchise that Peter Alonso becomes the first baseman and hits. They have a lot of holes as it is. First base shouldn't be one of them. So I think that you need protection. If Jay Bruce is not traded, Jay Bruce is the protection. Jay Bruce plays first base. He's your left-handed option. And then hopefully, eventually, Alonso takes the job. Flores, at best, is a super utility guy. Can we get rid of him already? Uh, Seriously. I'm okay with that. I mean, I think he can be useful in a super utility role. Where? Where everywhere. He's not, he a,
2: he's not athletic. I never he said he play. is. I he never said he's good defensively, he but he every, can be super utility. You super have utility to someone be you, athletic.
0: Not really. He can play all the Look. No, he can't. He can play first barely. He can, I'm not saying he's good at the positions, but he can play them. He, what? As a pin We've seen him play hey, shortstop, third he, base, second base. He's below average at all of he's them. He's a
2: left-handed pitching crusher killer. That's yeah. it. That's all he is. Okay.
0: Well, that's why he's a bench player. I'm not saying he's an everyday player. I don't mind him being on this team. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go nuts about it.
1: But but you said super utility which because means... he can play all no, the he different can't. positions. No, that's the thing. You can't put yes, him out can. there anymore. It's the same thing with Darno. I don't want to see Travis Darno ever again in a Met uniform, <laughs> and I'm sick of seeing Wilmer Flores. If you, he's if not I, on that. one. If level. I have to see him at first base in a platoon situation, I'm okay with that. No, Against because lefties.
0: it doesn't make sense. Because Alonso's well, going to well, be. Well, then that's the point. Then okay. he's got no room. He I can't have no issue if you guys want to get rid of him. Okay. Okay. And fine. I'll tell you, and I'll give you a super utility guy to sign. That's Marwin Gonzalez. I'm I mean, fine with that. That would be such a great signing.
1: I <laughs> look at Ryan's hat. Was floor. that one of your ideas? <laughs> huh? One of my guys.
0: Well, because you know why? Because Marwin Gonzalez makes sense for everybody.
2: For, he's a fit for every team. He 100. can
0: play anywhere.
2: He's yeah. He grades out at every position above average. He 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 fills many needs on every team. Like you said. That's the thing. about On this team,
0: I envision him this way. Plays a lot of first base till Alonzo's ready. Plays a lot of second base, basically platooning with Jeff McNeil. Could play a little shortstop when Rosario struggles. Could play a little third when Todd Frazier's on the DL again. Perfect. Could play the outfield. The problem is he's going to get paid a lot of money. He's a Boris guy. And they're not going to sign
1: him. Well, like is what? It, What's he going to get per year?
2: Is he, though? Because the Astros didn't offer him a qualifying <sighs> offer. That must mean, to me, that signals they don't think he's going to get a big contract. That he yeah. might be willing to accept a $17.5 million offer. Mm. They think he's going to get paid. Then they said they have no worries losing the draft pick. That's yeah. why I read that situation. Maybe
0: I, I don't know. I, I think he's so valuable. Like he makes sense for the Yankees. He makes sense for every team in baseball. Maybe more
1: valuable in the National League, though.
0: Uh, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because of
1: the pitcher hitting it. Well, I mean, right, it you don't sense. have you don't have the luxury of a DH spot. Right. You, you know,
0: he's a good baseball player. He'd be a great addition, and that leads to second base. Did you guys see enough from Jeff McNeil to want him to play every day right out of the gate?
2: Uh, I saw enough that I have to. I would think he would. Earned himself the opportunity to at least go into camp with the best shot. And who's a the, but who's the backup plan if it well, doesn't that's work? Wilmer Flores? I, well, no. I had a name written down that uh, Sal mentioned before is Iglesias. I think you need insurance. Even if Rosario's on his team, you need somebody that could play shortstop. Last year it was Reyes. Right. If Rosario gets banged up, needs a day off, or pinch hit, whatever the situation be, who's – right now, who's their backup shortstop? They don't have one. Mm. So you're going to need to bring somebody in because it's not in AAA – That could play shortstop. That makes sense. Uh, One super – not for shortstop, but a guy who I would like on this
0: team, especially because they're very left-handed, is Josh Harrison. Right. And there was talk about the Mets trading for him. I think the Pirates wanted Nemo. I'm glad they didn't make that trade. But as a free agent, 31 years old, can play anywhere, right-hand hitter. Should be affordable. Should be affordable, I would think. Right. And that's the guy I would add because – I was really impressed by Jeff McNeil. The guy, much like Wheeler, every day you kind of say to yourself, maybe this is legit, maybe this is real. But they have to give themselves insurance because it may not work. Same thing with Alonzo at first base. I think Harrison gives you that.
1: Well, you just touched on – I'm fine with Harrison, but you just touched on why I'm a little concerned about McNeil because – it would be one thing if it's one position. Now you're going already the right side of diamond. Well, Alonzo, you're going to need insurance for that because we're not sure. Well, McNeil, is he what he was last year? Again, I, I liked it. I don't think there's anything you could watch him and, and knock after what you saw last year. But it was a few months. I need, mm. I need. So now you're going with two question marks on the right side of the infield. So yeah, who would
2: you add, though? Well, that's why I think Maron Gonzalez. We go back. Yeah, there no, and I make agree sense. with Cause that because he's, insur- he's yeah. one player that's insurance for, for multiple <laughs> <pool> player <laughs> No,
1: I think it goes, but I think it goes. I like. I don't mind Harrison as insurance. I think you could find insurance at first base. They'll they'll have they have it on the roster. But that's why I think it plays more to the point where they need Real Muto or they need Machado because then that helps. Then sure. you could deal with McNeil and Alonzo and Harrison as a bench player if you have Machado or if you have Real Muto. So I'm okay with it.
0: (laughs) Machado specifically is because of the position he plays.
1: But if you don't, if you don't add one of those guys, you're already going Alonzo, McNeil, you're going to go Rosario, Frazier's going to be back, Puecki, Darno. I mean... Same. How, it's the same. It's the same crap. crap. No, How are they getting better yeah. then? Well, that they have to. That's the thing. Well, where? And, and I don't want to hear just the bullpen because that's nonsense too.
0: No, it's more than just the bullpen may be the number one thing, but it doesn't mean it's the only thing. But I agree with with you, Adam. I mean, they got to give themselves insurance at shortstop too. They need. That's why Marwin does make the most sense. Another guy, and I don't know if they would do this, is bringing his Drupal Cabrera back because of his ability, not shortstop as much. But certainly
2: second base and third base. Does Cabrera want to come back? I mean, he wanted a trade when they tried to move him to second base, and now he's going to come back and sign on to be a bench player. Money, you think? he – Come on.
1: I think he did like it here too. But the question is, would you rather have him or Harrison? And I love his drooble, but Uh,
0: probably
2: probably probably Harrison.
0: Harrison because he's a couple of years younger. But it's not a lot, and that's where the Daniel Murphy possibility exists that the problem is he's a lefty, and the Mets are already very left-handed, and McNeil's a lefty, but Murphy could give you the insurance at first base. And third. And third. With second, it would be more just if McNeil fails. because Yeah, as an emergency. I don't know if they're going to go down that road. I've always felt there was a reason they let Daniel Murphy walk
2: away, and that they don't want to go back down that road of bringing him back.
1: Would you bring him back, Roy? I
2: I would not. I think, like you said. Moving on. we, We moved on. He had his years in Washington. Now he's going to go somewhere else. I think it's we need to get younger. Me, younger, athletic. Should be the trend. Uh, he scares me still, defensively. But, but he get, but could rake. That's
1: he, the thing. He's such a good hitter. And he's a different hitter. He's the hitter that teams lack. You could get a guy who's going to hit you 30 home runs and strike out a ton and hit for 220. Murphy's the high-average contact, big-spot hitter. Yep, That's why... He's and, become and so I, very good. And I hated Murphy for years. He drove sure. me nuts because the mention, the reasons you guys just mentioned, he can't play defense, bad on the base pass, he drove you nuts with his baseball IQ, but the guy rakes. I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Yanks. I would take him back if I'm the Mets at first or third.
0: Yeah, I just doubt the Mets would go in that direction. What do you think
1: he gets? Uh,
0: not a lot. Is he getting 15 mil a year? He he may get that, but I think it's a short-term deal. Because, because of his Two, three years. Yeah, so. I think two-year deal, maybe an option for a third. That's the way I... I think it's going to go, and it's probably going to be an American League team, and it really does make sense to be the Yankees. I think at shortstop, you know, Tom Adversario, if they sign Manny Machado, they may have to figure that situation out. And the odds are Todd is the third baseman. We talked about earlier dealing him. If they deal him, they have to replace him. Someone's got to play third base. Now, I want to get to the outfield because I have, an, I have a trade idea. Would you like to hear my trade idea? Sure. <laughs> right. Here it is. They need, to me, a center fielder. Like a real center fielder. And they cannot rely on Juan Lagares because Juan Lagares is never healthy. He's just not. I know they're paying him a lot of money because they took the risk by giving and by him the a way, contract.
1: He's not that good either. He's good defensively.
0: I, I, I'll tell you this about Juan He's even falling off there. Yeah. yeah, I was just about to say, his defense has not been great when he's played the last couple of years. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell you big time on this. <laughs> oh, I want a guy with a big upside. And I want a guy who's young. And I want a guy who's athletic. And I want a guy who can play defense. So, I am calling up the Minnesota Twins, and I'm talking Byron Buxton. Oh. I'm t- just hold on a second. <laughs> Byron Buxton is 24 years old, basically 25. He's 25 in December. He's 25 years old. Miserable last year when he was healthy. It was just horrible. He sucked. The year before that, the guy won a gold glove and was starting to show you something as maybe a contributing baseball player. Strikes out a lot. I get all the negatives, but he's fast, can steal a base can play really good defense, and you may call this Aaron Hicks-itis. Yeah. We just saw the Yankees take this ridiculously smart decision, and they waited a year or two with Hicks where they gave up nothing for him. They gave up the catcher, Murphy. whatever his name is, J.R. Murphy, John Ryan Murphy. They bring this guy in. He sucks for a year. Everybody's thinking, why is Brian Cashman obsessed with Aaron Hicks? Look at what Aaron Hicks has become. Buxton is 25. We know he can play defense. We know he's fast.
2: Maybe he needs a change of scenery. Am I giving up the world for him? No. Uh, but I'm I'm intrigued. Intrigued for sure, but it comes out. What's the price tag?
1: Agreed. What is the price
0: tag? Would you trade? This is risky. It's very risky. Would you trade Mats for him? Oh, come on. Nah, uh, I,
1: I would, myself. Give me something real here. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> You think, you think the Twins are going to trade Buxton for Steven Matz? Why
0: wouldn't they? Come on. The, well, hold on a second. If the Mets had a baseball player who's been on the team for four years, was this top-rated prospect, and was a career 230 hitter, they got back a backup catcher for Aaron Hicks. This is a left-handed pitcher with a big upside. Matz has done more at the major league level, has had more success at the major league level than Byron Buxton has, and they came up the exact same year, 2015. What am I missing?
1: You think Mats gets it done, Ryan?
2: I, I don't. I think I, mean, I don't see the incentive from the twin side.
0: Yeah. He's the,
2: the incentive? The guy hit
0: one fifty-five last
2: year. How about Mats and Nimmo? Well, not doing it. The, the twins are doing that. The twins yeah, right. are doing well, that. right.
1: Well, right. The twins would do I that. I can't
2: believe you don't think Stephen Mats would where is uh, Buxton? I don't think Buxton one for right? one it, it gets it done.
1: I don't know the Buxton price tag. He's a twenty five year old still with great potential. And I'm sure he's he on the control him. for yeah, three right. more years. Uh
2: he is a He's arbitration eligible this season. So three more years. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of control to that's give up for Stephen Nash. Right. They traded Aaron Hicks with one, two, four, three years control. Same thing. Well, probably Buxton probably played into the trade in Aaron Hicks. Maybe. Boy, I mean, maybe I, he maybe
1: did. I'd kill for Hicks. I've been saying I'd wheel it for Hicks straight up. Oh, know? I've suggested I that mean, on the I mean, air. People yeah. think I'm nuts.
2: Yeah. The
0: Twins traded Aaron Hicks after three years. Buxton's been in with the Twins for four years. Hicks was 25, turning 26. Buxton's 24, turning 25. Uh, both were pretty highly regarded. Buxton was a first-round pick. Hicks was a first-round pick. You know why? I What's love... the difference? What am I? What the hell is the difference? I, I just don't know what the value is for
1: Minnesota. You'd have to ask their perspective. They took
0: back J.R. Murphy for Aaron Hicks. A little different.
1: I What's mean, the, I just uh, gave uh, you the facts. I, no, What's different? I know. I feel like Buxton was more hyped than Hicks. And maybe not. Maybe maybe you can get him on the cheap. I like the idea because I don't see the great alternate options in center field that are out there. So I like your philosophy of oh, trying thank to you. at least take you like a, the idea. Well no, I do, because you take give me the other center fielders you're gonna go get. I mean, you want Adam Jones? I like Adam Jones, but is he a center well, fielder anymore at this point? I mean, going court?
2: back to I think where Evan started this for Wheeler to Milwaukee, don't they still have Broxton? No. No?
0: No. They uh oh no, they do actually. You're Keon right. Keon Broxton. Keon right? Broxton. Yeah, what happened to him? Because he was a big prospect for a while. So, Has he turned in anything? Let me check out his number, see what he's been up to. Keon Broxton. Uh oh, Jesus, he sucked last year too. I don't know if he's ever he, going to turn into anything, but he and he's older, too, than Bucks and he's almost 29 already, which is kind of surprising because you feel like he's still this prospect. Uh, they they have to do something in center the field. The free
1: agents, though, in center field, from what I remember looking at, Adam Jones is the only one that would be intriguing to me. A.J. Pollock
0: of his... is the other one. A.J. Pollock's the big fish. That's the big fish. That's the most established fit. The problem is he's 31, and he's always hurt.
1: Exactly. Can he stay healthy? Uh,
0: I don't know he I hasn't been to. able to in his career, but when he plays – He's very, very good. That, but he's the guy. Last year, let's see his number. Last year, he played 113 games. Guy's only had one full year in his career, and that was in 2015. Boy, you talk about injuries. Last no, year, yeah. 257, 800 OPS, 21 home runs, 65 RBIs. I think with him, it's going to come down to the contract. What, what is A.J. Pollock asking for?
1: I have no idea. I they mean, don't... he's always hurt. You're saying he's the best center fielder on the market. Oh, yeah. Who
0: else is there? Adam Correct. Jones is, is too old for that at this point. It's not Adam Jones. And he's not coming off the greatest year in the world either. And remember, too, now with the
1: market being the way that it is, last year was was dreadful. I'm assuming he's not going to change dramatically this year. Maybe you get him at a value.
0: The problem is there are just not great options in center field. And that's why you have right. to think of something that's well, like a little that. bit different. Buxton's different. It is fair to say I don't know what the Twins would want. I don't know if Stephen Matz would be enough. I assumed it would be. And I'm usually tough on thinking that that wouldn't be enough. Trades that I try to come up with, but...
2: I don't know. I don't know what they would want from him. That's uh for that's him. a that's a call that you Brody should definitely be making though oh, yeah and investigating.
1: If they could get Bucks in for Matt's, I would do that in a heartbeat.
2: You would and you would too. Adam me I I would think about it. Right. I'm not ready to jump right <laughs> in right now, but I definitely Think about it. Because the outfield right now is Conforto and Nimmo in the corners. You need right?
0: a center fielder. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Or the center fielders, Nimmo or Conforto with Jay Bruce back in the outfield. This, Three left-hand hitters.
1: This team was good when Cespedes was able to play center field. That was the best team that they had when they were able to field Conforto in one corner. They had Granderson at the time, but Cespedes was the center fielder. And that was the truest thing, or the closest thing they've had to a true center fielder in years, an everyday center fielder. You can give me Lagares, but again, I'm not counting him as an everyday player.
0: I agree with you. And he wasn't really a center fielder, but he did it. He did it fine. He was okay. There's no answer right now. Now, Aaron Hicks is a free agent at the end of this season. I don't know what the Yankees are thinking. I don't know how highly they view Floreal as being close and Clint Frazier with the concussion issue. So Hicks is a guy they could target, the Mets could, at the end of the year. I have mentioned on the air, Wheeler for Hicks. Every med fan I've brought it up to says no. You They're would make nuts. the trade?
1: The same people that want to build Nimmo a statue because he walks every time off. <laughs> Hate Aaron Hicks. Look at Aaron Hicks' numbers. Switch hitter, gold glover in center field, hits with power. I mean, what don't you like about Aaron Hicks? That he's a good
0: all-around ball Would player?
2: you make that trade? I-, I would. Really? Yeah, I, so I, I, who
0: am I? Ta- Every time I bring this up on the air, I, Met fans you listen, the, to
2: get something you have to give up something. Right, that's yes. what they
1: fail to understand.
0: The the thing about Wheeler for Hicks is that it's perfect. They're both free agents at the end of the year. They both have that. I don't think the Yankees would do it at this point. I don't even know if the Mets. I don't know if either team would do it because just because of the Yankee Met dynamic. Right, but to have Aaron Hicks on the Mets would be awesome. He's exactly what they need. Guy who gets on base, like you said, really good defensively, switch hitter. Oh, my goodness. That's what's tough about this offseason. I don't see where the fix is in the outfield other than just hoping. And That's been the Mets strategy for a while, just hoping. Hoping Juan Lagares becomes the player that he's never become or it, Tim Tebow becomes an outfielder. Oh.
2: <laughs> it's a, it's a logjam right now out there. You know, Cespedes being out for obviously the foreseeable future not knowing when he's coming back, is, like you said, what who's the answer? It's going to be the same three, four guys, it seems, Man. you don't, know, that it's been.
1: And don't you think, though, that it boils down to, at least to me, too many seasons now. They haven't had a true center fielder playing center field. Yes, they don't have an actual first baseman playing first base. Like I'm tired <laughs> of the, they don't haven't had a shortstop play shortstop outside of this year, who's a rookie. I'm tired of the misfits trying to get jammed in to positions that they haven't played. It, they got a manager who's never managed. Now a GM who's never been a GM before. <laughs> I mean, it's all over the place.
0: That's, good. that's true. They, you know, we started by saying that to me, they need to put more of a premium on defense. It's tough to do. I mean, they should, but there's no perfect, easy answer out there to make it that way. But they do need to put a premium on defense. I think defense at first base is important. We saw with Mark DeSher when he went to the Yankees. He saved errors for Derek Jeter. Right. Tons of them. I know Alonzo, one of the big issues is his defense, but that's the problem. Like In a way, we're contradictions because you'll want to give Alonzo a chance because I think it's important for them to develop players instead of just trying to buy at every position. But the defense on this team is not good. And And it's not getting any better.
1: And by the way, people who underrate defense at first, and I know everybody always talks about Keith Hernandez, but maybe more our generation. You guys remember how great it was watching John Olroot over there? He was great. I mean, how... The drop off with Zeal. Oh, my goodness, dude. was huge. Yeah, Ulruh, I mean, going up to get high throws, scooping low throws. He was so smooth around the bag. You miss having a good defensive first baseman and such a, a devalued thing in today's I, game. I
0: can't be mad at him because I know he took, I think he took less money, but Olerud leaving to go to oh, Seattle. Oh, that sucked. hurt, man. Yeah.
1: He wanted to go home, but that hurt. I
0: know. I can't blame him, but man, Todd Zeal did a better job than I thought he would. So I give Zeal credit. But he was no John. Ninety
1: nine team to me was always my favorite team, more so than two thousand.
0: That's because Mike Olerud. Hampton was on the two thousand. No, Olrude because Olrude. No, Olrude to yeah. Where would you rank that,
1: by the way, amongst greatest trades in Mets history? Robert Person for John Olrude. <laughs> I mean, a great I mean Come on. And I
0: liked Robert Person. <laughs> I was a big fan of Robert Person. I liked him. Uh, I would say that it was better than, and I think, I think I'm trying to think back. They traded yeah, Robert person for John Olerud. Where the greatest metric? Well, Gary Carter trades up there. Um, of the more recent time of, like, our era? I mean, era? just
1: think of, just to me, that always comes to mind because I remember at the time, It was you a know, great
0: trade. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Robert oh, Persons. Was a, I mean, was a machine. I know. The he, most
1: underrated, probably, player on, on those
2: big-time teams. Nah, he
0: was really good. He was really good. Uh, let's get to this bullpen. We touched that They have to, to, to improve it. Who would be your number one target out of the bullpen in free agency?
2: Zach Britton. I'm going sinker baller in that ballpark. I think it plays. He's 31, mm-hmm. I believe, so I don't think it's going to take a – Four year deal to get him, maybe two, three years, reasonably priced. Uh, you know, he's closing the American League East, which mm-hmm. has got to hold some weight, he's pressure situations. Just finished a year out in New York, so he's pitched here. So I You prefer him over Kimbrell. Yeah, Kimbrell scares me. You don't want Craig Kimbrell. I think he's one fastball away. Welcome. Okay.
1: If the no, Mets, I would not touch Kimbrell.
2: Who do you prefer the most then out of the pen?
1: I don't like building these things via free agency with the big guys, although I think Ryan's on something with Britain. Something about Britain and his style I do think is – I do think it plays. I know it sounds crazy. He's been hurt and all this stuff. I just think there's something there that – I trust more than the flame-throwing Kimbrel type. I don't know if Andrew Miller's healthy enough. I'm not paying him a lot of money. I think Joe Kelly is an intriguing option. I'm very
0: intrigued by Joe I'm Kelly. Not I'm paying, glad you brought him I'm, up. I'm
1: not paying Adam out of, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not in love with any of the big-name guys. I'd be looking to get value guys off of down years.
0: Well, yeah.
1: i, I mean, of Kelly.
0: Building a bullpen is the most inexact science in the world. Because even this year, take this season, the best, most established closer on the market is Craig Kimbrell. The guy has put together a beginning of his career that's Hall of Fame worthy. I see an explosion if they sign him. I really do. At some point, the innings... You say he's a fastball away. I kind of feel yeah, the same
1: JJ way. J.J.
2: Putts part two. Yeah,
1: exactly. Great name, and Omar should know he's better. He's better
2: than
0: J.J. Putts. No, no, no. Come yeah, on. but
2: Putts was dominant, and then he, he fell, it. He fa- he no, fell apart. No, I agree,
0: but I think it's more Billy Wagner, Frankie Rodriguez, because I think Billy, those I, were elite closers that they signed when it was sort of becoming too late, or was beginning to get they late. They
1: tried to build that super pen back then, yes. Putts and K-Rod. They stunk.
0: Meanwhile, they traded Joe Smith to get J.J. Putts. They could have yeah, right. used Joe Smith for a while. Uh, So, Kimberle, I agree with being afraid of. I agree with you. I think if I had to pick one reliever to sign, it would be Zach Britton. Because I think that he didn't throw a lot of innings last year. He had that whole torn Achilles, so he missed a lot of time. I think the stuff will play in this town. He's got the experience of pitching in New York. Uh, And I think that while I'm not a big fan of spending big on a reliever, they need to just get somebody in here you can trust right out of the gate and then build around it.
1: Right, build from the top down. Yes. So you you put uh, Britton there. And then you, you are you going to go? Gazelman stole the eighth. Gazelman,
0: like I'm not even establishing innings. I'm just thinking. Let me. Here's my tree. All right. I need that one guy. I oh, can well, How trust. many do you want?
1: Three or four guys? Then you're talking about the three Two, guys. Uh,
0: here's what I would do. All right, I got Britain as the guy I trust. Right, I'd make the trade that we talked about earlier. Maybe it is Brian right. Shaw, like Joel Sherman suggested, somebody of that nature. My reclamation project, Anthony Swarzak's also a reclamation I, I, agreed. project. Agreed, he's on the say. team. Right, he, could, he, be, could, he have could have a good year. Agreed. I've got Gazelman. I've got Lugo. Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly is the guy who I think I can sign under the radar, and maybe he'd cu- not Is think he he's under the, the radar, ra- radar right now? Is he not now? anymore? I don't, uh,
2: I don't think he's on the radar you anymore. You know what the problem is? The problem is I, I think he's going to get overpaid because of the postseason, see, see, that's about, and that's what scares me. You, you
0: may be right. I thought of Joe Kelly in August, and I was like, this is the guy. I think this guy's <laughs> close. And now you're probably right that he doesn't fit the reason I wanted him. The reason I wanted him is I say, this guy throws 101. He's got a little bit of an attitude. I yeah. love that. Agreed. And I don't think he's going to get paid a lot. But you're right. That playoff may change that. All
1: right, but what's a lot? I mean, they're going to have to look. At some point, they need so much that as much as I hate spending big on relievers, you're going to have to pay somebody to come in here and throw out of the pen. What about Brad Brock
2: coming off a down year? That was my name because I think it goes to what you're saying about Kelly, but you probably could have reasonably priced. And you know what I like about Brock? And even Cody Allen, who sucks.
0: Here's the thing about those two guys. Brock and Allen. Both had years. They come here, I don't make them the closer. They're not coming here to be my savior because I've already gotten Britain or whomever. That's the key. If I sign Brock as my big reliever, that's a problem because he shouldn't be the guy. So, Brock and Allen, as bad as Allen's been, Allen was the closer for the Indians for the most part. He wasn't their best reliever. Andrew Miller was their best reliever until last year. So, those two guys I kind of see on the down.
1: So, you think they need to sign two, two arms for the pen? Two arms. Trade for another. Trade for another. Swarzak azelman Lugo. Swarzak is Lugo. One of the nine billion guys they traded for last time.
2: Just <laughs> yeah, one. Bassler. Just one. I mean, none of, it, none of them get any.
0: None of them get any outs. Just one of them,
2: for goodness' sake. <laughs>
0: exactly. And no, you guys wouldn't bring back Familia? I wouldn't. I actually thought
1: about it. Look, and I have. Uh, I'd be curious to get your take on this. I've been saying this for a while. I think he may be the greatest closer in the history of the Mets. I mean, at what? his yes, at his peak. With those teams. He was their MVP in what? 2015.
0: Yes, 15 you mean You mean what he did in the playoffs? Like the, no, no, the Dodger game five? No, no, I'm talking about five? regular
1: season. I'm talking about regular season. That's not in, true. Who's
0: better? Who's better? Are you they, want me to tell you? Yeah. Billy I don't Wagner, want to say it out loud. No, Billy Wagner? Armando Benitez. Get the hell out of here. In the regular season. Better than Jarees Familia. All right, hold on. Let's pull up the numbers. Because you're wrong about this. What, and and what I hate saying it.
1: What did Benitez do in the postseason? I didn't bring
0: I just said it. We including the playoffs. I just said that. But, All right. Here's his numbers. First year with the Mets, 1999, all right, 1999, 22 saves, because he was also the middle guy, 1.85 ERA. All right. Oh, that's not bad. 2,000. He had 41 saves, pitched in 76 games, 2.61 ERA. All
1: right, compare them to 15, 16 familiar. And, by the way, the fact that you bring up Benitez, to me, shows why I'm I'm correct. <laughs>
2: how how bad that yeah, position's exactly, been.
1: <laughs> Right. Wait, looper? I mean, you want to throw him in there?
0: Yeah, Familia had a very good year in 15. Yeah, they probably were better years. I'll give that to you.
1: So, but it, I know what you're saying about Benitez. Think back. The I mean,
0: problem with Familia, here's my issue with Familia, yeah. okay? He was great in 15. He was good in six. They, they had two really good years in a row. Stunk no the postseason. Forget the postseason. Because I mentioned Benitez. I'm not even bringing up All the right. postseason. That was it. I think that's my problem. It was only two years. Benitez was the Met closer for probably about four years.
1: Well, do you think that Familia, because of the personal issues, the injury stuff, do you think he could rebound here? Off of what was a bad year last year?
0: I I think that for the most part. He was
1: on his way to being one of the dominant closers in the game. I understand
0: that, but he's not now. And he wasn't great in Oakland either. I think a part of my problem is going back tends to not work. Bringing guys
2: back doesn't usually work. Just to to be clear, our fix for the match is to bring back familiar (laughs) who's been here and we were just preaching about the same group of players I coming back. I didn't say I
1: want him back.
2: <laughs> Sal said he's open to no, it. <laughs>
1: well, I said I'd be open to it. I thought about it initially, and then— If he,
2: if he comes back to not be the guy, if you say you're bringing Britton and him back, now I'm a little more intrigued. Don't if he's go coming, backwards. If he's coming back to be the closer again, uh, I think we're just treading mud. For the most part, going backwards doesn't work.
0: Now, it's worked—there are examples where it does, right? I don't think it's worked with Jay Bruce. They brought him back. I think it's work with the Yankees and David Robertson. He came back last year, 2017. He was great. How about him, by the way? Yeah, he's a guy I would look into. I,
2: I don't think he's. I think the Yankees are going to keep him.
0: I think. What about Andrew Miller? Because it seems like the Mets are interested. in Andrew Miller There's a lot of connections with him, with Mickey Callaway. Out. Yeah. What do you think of Miller?
2: I'd be scared off with the.
1: He looked
0: terrible this year. On a one-year deal. One-year deal. I'm in.
1: Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Again, it's all unless all, you think
0: he's done. No, I, he's done. Well,
1: Andy, I, last I saw when I was checking the tweets uh, before I came in here, Andy Martino reported that. What, was going he wasn't to re- take a one year deal. Correct. Yeah. Not, he's that. not going to take a one year deal.
0: I would go two years with him. has got a lot of mileage. See, the thing about Miller is I'd rather mean,
1: have him than Britain, though. They're not going to spend no, I didn't all say three. that.
0: No, no. Britain's my number one.
1: All right, so Britain's my you, number one guy. And, and if you can't get Britain, that's what you're talking about, Miller, or are we talking about in <sighs> addition to Britain?
0: Well, a lot of this is it's all up.
1: I take
2: both. Well, but I mean, my point is. are not going is, to. So
1: if I say Britain's the lock, who's the other arm going to be? We want Joe Kelly. You mentioned, you know, oh, I, Brock.
2: Brock's who I had written there.
0: Brock. I'd be – here's the problem with a lot of this. What are they getting? You know, that's a big factor here. I'd love well, like the
2: it. one position that got paid last year was relief really pitchers. But
0: years are more important than even money. Yeah. Is Andrew Miller getting four years? Then I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Is he getting three? I can't seem to get more than two. I hesitate on three. I do two.
1: And then, so two, all right, two years, you're going to have to pay him the most money. What's that going to be? It might, I mean, it's going to be over $15 million? probably, What right? I
0: love about Miller is that he's done it in this town, and he doesn't care about his role. I love that. I love that. See, Zach Bridden didn't care about his role, but that's because he was traded midseason to the Yankees. I like the, I, I think we need to get away from assigning a guy to be the closer. If it's the seventh inning and his base is loaded one out and I'm up by two, go to my closer, bring him in. I want him in the game. I want to win the game right now. What am yeah. I strolling around for? And we've seen Terry Francona do that. And supposedly this manager, who I think stinks by the way, supposedly learned from Terry Francona.
1: Well, what did he learn exactly? Because he didn't apply it.
0: Well, I don't know.
2: I don't think he learned anything because he sucked last year. <laughs> Let's end on that note. Mickey Callaway, Adam Eaton, go ahead. I'm I'm still rolling with Mickey. I think you know. He, you know, a product of what you have. And he didn't have the horses last year to do much. He made up a lineup. He made up. Well, I mean, listen, we could argue whose responsibility that technically was and all that fair stuff. Uh, But I think one year is it's hard to judge him on one year, especially with the injuries that he sustained and all that stuff. So I, you have to give him this year. Now, if he makes the same silly, stupid mistakes that he made this past year, and that's a different conversation you have to have at that point. But I think there's a growing, there's always growing pains. And I think in this market, it's tough to go through them.
1: He was just so bad at the simple stuff, <laughs> managing a game. Seriously, I right. remember doing shows saying, "All right, let's anybody could manage a game. You don't call is calling in, is he going to be able to make a double switch?" And I'm thinking, who, who can't at that level make a double switch? Turns out Mickey Calloway can't make a double <laughs> switch. True. So who would have thought? I liked his, I liked the progressive thought. I liked the hire at the time. It drives me nuts not to have a traditional baseball man managing a baseball
0: I, I, game. I really believe with a new GM that whoever they hire as bench coach, it's gonna be a guy with experience as a manager, and I think if the Mets get off to a bad start, Calloway's they're gonna fire Mickey Callaway. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's a lock he gets this season. I think he's gonna get the start of the season, obviously. And if they get off to a good start and maintain it, because they got off to a good start last year, they didn't maintain it, then things could work out. I do think Callaway
1: is a guy who could potentially get better in his next stop. You hope that it's his AJ next, Hinch. You hope it's his next season. I know, but you know, come on, he was so bad that, that gives me no hope. I, I guess you have to suck it up. And that's say,
0: but that's the guy. AJ Hinch got a job with Arizona, was so bad, and look at him now. He's one of the better I'm, managers. That's what I'm
1: saying. So you're right. Instead, do you just ride it out with Callaway and hope that it happens
0: here? I, look, I don't have any faith in him. I think he had a really, really bad season. I think that we'll give him the start of the year. And I think we'll all be very fair and very balanced as the season goes on. And there's a moment. There's a moment when you do a midseason firing of a manager where you know you got to do it. Well, you know it's time. I know that the Mets got a lot of heat for firing Willie Randolph the way they did, when they did. It was time. And it worked. I'll always say this. I remember arguing with Dog about this off-air once. Saying, yeah, he was like rubbing it in, like after the Mets collapsed, like, hey, you want it, Billy God did it work, and I said, of course it worked. Look at their record after they they made the change. Right, they collapsed at the end of the year. They didn't make the playoffs, so they didn't get the ultimate goal. But the Mets were clearly a better baseball team for whatever reason when they fired Willie Randolph.
1: And, and by the way, that was a different collapse than the year with Willie. It was. They were ravaged by injury.
0: I agree. It was not a collapse. It was losing a pennant Right. That'd exactly. probably be the better right. way to describe it. I So, there's a moment where you know in midseason, Anna, you got to try something. We'll see. Let, let's see what he does. He's got to improve from last year. He was really, really bad last year. Really bad. On that note, I'll finish it with this. you confident going into this offseason?
2: In offseason, <laughs> yes. Actually, I, I think well, how we started with Brody's a breath of fresh air. You know, like you said, maybe the agent comes out of him and selling players and other agents on coming and working out contract deals with them. And more importantly, with the Wolfons figuring out how to get them, maybe to spend the extra five, $10 million mm. than years past. So I would confident going in. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> what about you? You feeling good?
1: I, I, I want to be excited. I want to feel good. I can't say that I'm confident. I need to see a lot before I get to
0: confidence. I am. The word is excited slash intrigued. I really want to see what this guy does. I'm so curious. There's a very good chance we're all going to be screaming and yelling before opening day, and it's going to be the same old, same old. Everything's got to break right. Then maybe the Mets are good, or maybe he's going to deliver. But we'll find out. I want to thank you, Sal Akata, for coming in. Thanks for having me. Adam Eaton. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You've heard him before. You've heard I'm... him mentioned before. <laughs> thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. This has been a Met off-season preview of the Evan Roberts podcast. Thanks for listening.